This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode 118. I am Ben Simpson and that is Mike Cerrone. You can follow the show in a variety of ways on Twitter at the DC Crossover for the main show and at Cerrone16 for Mike. And of course, you can check out the TikTok DC Crossover podcast. It's the place to go for clips and uh, all, all the good stuff. Your favorite moments of the show are usually put out on the TikTok, so check out that for sure. TikTok, it's the wave of the future. We were just talking about it before the show. Uh, social media-wise, I mean... I got into it in 2020, like a lot of people. I feel like the majority yeah, of people yeah. got into it sitting around in the pandemic, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through videos. And it has survived the post-pandemic world. I mean, TikTok is still pretty heavy. Uh, tons of stuff on there. I still look at it every day, pretty much, uh, just scrolling through. I mean, you can TikTok, it's genius. It's genius because it's like you you get sick of one video, you just scroll. It's such an easy scroll to the next video and next thing you know like 45 minutes has gone by and you've like seen 300 different videos at that point it's yeah. it's nuts and I, i've gotten so good at tiktok now i can tell like if a video is going to be bad like right away like if abby's sitting next to me and like she's just kind of glancing over my shoulder what i'm doing on my phone and i'm like scrolling through videos she'll be like why did you skip that one i was like i can tell <laughs> i can tell it's gonna be a bad video or like i already know what the trend is yeah. that they're trying to do yeah. or whatever it's too much, too much TikTok. Yeah, and, and that's the thing too is is Vine. When Vine was around, uh, Vine, the, yeah. the funny thing was is because those videos were limited to what I think it was six seconds at the beginning. Yeah, it was like six or seven. Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, maybe seven. Uh, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Hey, we raise it up to 14. and you're like, "Wow, right. so much more platform." Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like then that went away, and then you didn't have anything for a little while, and then all of a sudden TikTok came out, like you said, during the pandemic, pretty much. Uh, if I recall correctly, it came out during the pandemic. That's like where it got its like, like I'm sure it was yeah. around like the year before or something. Probably, but like yeah. it really became popular, at, you know. Just and it was all like, you know, dance videos for yeah. the most part. Mm -hmm. Like that was really what it was 
for a long time, and then people turned it into comedy. Like people were doing bits <laughs> and things like that. Like, yeah, it's it's. Well, I mean, uh, you know, people know by now that, you know, with the TikTok stuff, but it's just I just still think it's wild. It's yeah. wild. So our show is on there. We're part of the future, man. Well, I have a lot. I would say I have six or seven drafts of some funny clips. There's probably about because obviously on there, you know, we put uh, you know the money line first of the week because obviously some of our picks. Uh, earlier in the week, obviously, if we're not doing football season and stuff like that, because the sole fact that the football games are later in the week, so we can actually right. do picks and post that later. Uh, but a lot of our picks, because the lines don't come out fast enough, we have to do early. So I usually put that one out later in the evening. And then obviously, uh, depending on the content of the week, and obviously this is the off season, so uh, and now it's really getting the off season because now obviously the Avs won the Stanley Cup. And the uh, Warriors uh, won the NBA championship, so yeah. now it's really the offseason. Now you got really nothing going on. Uh, nothing. <laughs> but that's, yeah, so the guy's got nothing. So basically, that's the biggest thing right now is that when you're looking at the offseason, I'm trying to post stuff, and, and there's not a lot of sports topics, but last week I ended in our final lap and different things like that. Um, but I do have some really funny stuff that is in our drafts that I'm trying to kind of save. Save for that, that sure. one week that's a huge lull, which may be this week. Um, <laughs> who knows? But that's it's a holiday and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, or like, all, I mean, think about that little all-star break with MLB. Oh. When like there are those few days where there's just no sp- – I mean, there's going to be there's gonna be a few days coming up, and, and it happens every year where there's no – like professional, and when I when I say like professional, I mean like the big four, yeah, yeah. major sports. Like there's no games. It's like one of the few days of the year, <laughs> you know. And with college baseball being done now, and uh, it's like, all right, I guess we're gonna be betting on the Little League World Series, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do something. I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, I, I'm I'm posting certain things, but I'm trying to see because we have obviously some funny clips and whatnot, uh, you know, that I haven't posted to the point where they're gonna be pretty hilarious when they come out. But I'm trying to do, you know, like we said, like four or five videos a week, uh, you know, usually during the regular season of uh, football. And then, you know, when basketball starts back up, hockey, all that kind of stuff, we have a lot more content. But right now, it's just kind of the off season. We're trying to do funny bits and stuff like that and drafts and everything like that. So hopefully uh, the views keep staying up, except for that one seltzer video that I'm still salty about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess maybe the rival company of that seltzer company was like, all right, we're going to specifically make sure this video just says no numbies <laughs> so at all. We'll it, wipe it off the face it, of the planet. It, it's, it's pretty wild. So before we get to the rewind, I did want to find out, so I'll get your short uh, review of uh, Top Gun Maverick. It is on my list of obviously to see. I, mean, I, I, I did see, obviously, the original Top Gun and enjoyed right. it. And I know from everything I've heard, People enjoy this movie. That, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's like, look, you don't go in thinking this is like the greatest movie of the wor- wor- world or anything, but you'll, you'll go in and have a good time if you like the original movie. I mean, the original movie came out in, I believe, 86, and that's the biggest thing because this movie and Top Gun and also, not this movie, but the old Top Gun and I think Risky Business were Tom Cruise's like very first real big uh, right, action right. films or, or just films in general um, that gave him his huge break. And the biggest thing about Top Gun is... They had a lot of uh, nostalgia in there. Obviously, Kenny Loggins and all that kind of stuff. Um, sure. But great soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack and everything like that. Um, but the biggest thing that I had a gripe with, and uh, it's not really a gripe um, with the movie. It's more so of an opportunistic type thing where near the biggest scenes coming up, uh, because obviously it's like I'm not. It's, there's no spoilers here, but. It's basically yeah. a mission because everyone's doing right, – they right, always right. have missions and stuff like that. 
They're training for this mission, and right when they're about to go away for the mission, I thought they would play Kenny Loggins again. And I'm waiting for it. I'm on the edge of my yeah. seat waiting for it. And then it just flew off. And I was like, what are you doing? Man, give me some logins. I need some, it would have been need, a perfect opportunity. I mean, I needed like. some danger zone up in there. Again, I don't oh. care if they, you played it in the beginning. I, I needed it again. Okay, I needed it again. Because that, that just pumps you up and gets you excited. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. That was part of why the first movie is so fun is the music. I right. mean, the music really adds to it, for sure. Right. So uh, a lot of, lot of great actors in there. Miles Teller did a really great job. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a, it was a pretty good storyline for the most part. I gave it eight and a half. My dad gave it a, a nine. Um, Ooh, and, uh, yeah, big so, well, it's, it's, it's more so, you know, Tom Cruise is always great in these action films and whatnot. Right. So it's, right. it's, it's just, and you're not the only ones. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes audience score 99% and critics score 97%. So, yeah. you know, you have, uh, I mean, it's going to be. One of the probably the most beloved movie of the year, yeah. And while it's not like you know an Oscar-winning movie or anything like that, like it's not going to do that those type of dumb awards. But it is one of those, yeah, like you said, one of those movies where it's like if you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. You're, you're oh, gonna yeah. watch you're gonna Tom Cruise fly in jets, and there's gonna be uh, volleyball on the beach. And you know I've already seen the Miles Teller clip like a million <laughs> times. And for two big guys like you and me, it's like man, if only we could like you know get it together for like a year, we could try and even then we yeah, wouldn't would look anything like a year more like 10 years <laughs> we still we still would uh look like we ate miles teller I think, even if we tried as hard as we could. well they tried to do they tried to reenact the volleyball scene but they did, right, they did right, football right. instead and then they tried to they tried to play it along with everything which i mean obviously the the volleyball scene is iconic and stuff like that iconic. but val kilmer was in the movie um, and yeah. obviously with his personal health issues and everything like that, right, right. Uh, he had a very limited role, uh, but he was very prominent in the movie. They kept mentioning his name and stuff like that for different things. But it was uh, it, w- it was a good movie. Overall, great experience. Went with my dad for Father's Day. And, and, uh, that's, a perfect, that's a perfect Father's Day activity. Yeah. Father and son going to Top Gun match. Well, yeah. Like, that's, well, that, that, that's, that was the thing. Great. That was the thing is yeah. that you know I was going to do it for Father's Day, but then my mom girlfriend my sister my brother-in-law they all came and they all had a great time too uh so right. it, was a, it was a great family outing i love it i love it and uh before we hit the rewind real quick i just want to say uh if you haven't already check out the documentary on espn plus uh unrivaled red wings and colorado avalanche rivalry documentary just dropped on sunday i think it aired on live tv on sunday and now you can go watch on espn plus i would highly recommend it. if you're even if you're not even like a red wings fan or an avs fan or anything like that if you just want to see like what a real rivalry is in sports, which we just don't get anymore, two teams that absolutely hate each other and to the point where like you know they're putting each other in the hospital because of like how much they're hitting, like you got to check out that doc for sure. I would just say because um, it's worth it. Uh, all right, let's hit up the rewind machine real quick. Not a lot to talk about as we mentioned at the top of the show. I mean, it's kind of a dead uh, time in sports, and you do have the Washington Nationals, who again still last place in the division. Uh, 27 wins, 48 losses. They had a couple series this week. Uh, they split with the Orioles, three uh, nothing win, and then seven nothing loss. Our our pal Joe Deck. We were tweeting a little bit back and forth last week on Twitter, just just kind of friendly banter because obviously both teams stink. <laughs> um, the Orioles are actually kind of fun to watch, I will say. I mean, especially with Rushman up now um and uh and some of their other young studs they're a lot more entertaining to watch than the nats uh nats did win the series against texas though later in the week uh beating texas 2-1 uh losing 3-2 and then i watched this sunday game 6-4 they were able to get the win there uh we will be talking about wizards in a moment with the draft 
and then DC United, this was pathetic. It was an ESPN game, Mike. I was hyped. 5 o'clock ESPN game. One of my picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nashville versus DC. And DC United continues to S the bed. 4-2-9 uh, and nine now. Uh, they get a 1-3 loss to Nashville. Uh, Taxi Funtis, the only goal. But, I mean, this team was just getting dominated all over the field. At home, ESPN game. Not ESPN 2, not ESPN+. Plus. ESPN airing DC United. Really nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know. That's when you know that uh, things are going well. Oh, and then I did before I fade out the music, I did want to mention the, the lone news in the um, football front ha- is the uh, couple, couple, obviously, you know, the congressional hearings and things like that that was happening uh, last week. And the, the one nugget of that, of course, that Mike and I were texting about was uh, this Ted Lerner carpet <laughs> stuff, Mike. Pretty entertaining stuff there. <laughs> uh, how is that even possible? Like, th- that's the funny thing is I heard someone say, I think it might have been Danny Ruye on the radio early this week, that he said, I'm holding on to that one glimmer of hope that Dan Snyder somehow uh, is is – kicked out of Redskins ownership. And that's the funny thing is this is something that he also was mentioning, not it, not obviously personally, but he was saying basically that you have to keep the, the conversation going. You can't have a lull yeah. in this whole entire Dan Snyder out, out of the media type thing because you have to keep it going. And this coming out uh, was just hilarious. I mean, li- yeah. pouring milk or something. It's like, it's just yeah, weird. Yeah, it something like that. So for those who didn't know, it was like uh, it, one of the, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of pages of, of uh, information on, like, you know, on this stuff. And one of the, the nuggets that was pulled out was that in Ted Lerner's suite at FedEx Field, apparently Dan Snyder had instructed people to, like, pour milk into the carpet so there would be, like, a sour milk stench in Ted Lerner's suite. And because apparently him and Ted Lerner had some business deal that didn't go well or something or, like, it fell apart, like, years prior, and so there was some animosity there. And it's like, I mean, that's just, that's just like, the that's I'm gonna like get him. I'm going to get him. <laughs> it's so, so strange. And, it, again, it just tells you, like, how it just – it's a, add another – a story to the list of Dan Snyder just being one of the worst people on the planet. I mean, like, obviously, like, that little thing is not, it's not, like, the biggest of deals, but add that to the list of everything else, and you're just like, this guy's such a clown. Yeah. Like, he's such a little, like, nerd that got bullied or whatever, and now he's just rich, and he's just going to take things out on everybody and and do stupid pranks, and it's like, well, this is so unnecessary. Like, you're both millionaires. Like, why are you pouring milk on the carpet? Well, you know? well they're both billionaires. That's the funny thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's right. owners. Right. billionaires too and that's but that's the thing is i, I kind of look at it as like you said he's like the guy who used to get bullied but now he's trying to get everyone back and it's right that's the funny thing as well when you look at it is his his persona is not well received by 90 percent of people and then there's five percent of people who just don't care and then there's other five percent of people that somehow defend him now the people that defend him i mean a, a story like this coming out pouring i mean that's like literally throwing like a dead fish underneath someone's back seat and you're yeah we're up in the <laughs> up in the ceiling vent in the office of the guy yeah. next door like that they always that was always the tv show trope right thing with that yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's just it's just funny it's it's like it's like a high school thing or a middle school thing it's it's kind of like that guy that really you know pissed you off and you you know were planning this one thing to do it's like why first of all i don't even know why ted learner's going to redskins games anyways at the time I, right, I don't understand. True. I don't understand why Ted Lerner's Rich, even going there. 
rich um, people with uh, too much time on their hands, I guess. Yeah, I it's just it just makes no sense. But that's that's kind of hilarious because the sole fact that Dan Snyder has to stoop so low just to pour yeah. milk and ruin his own stadium that his team is in, so he could it's, get it's back so at somebody. Stoop. It's so stupid. And that's one of many little nuggets and stories that came out. And then the other funny thing, just not even really. Well, it, it did come out of the hearings. It's because Roger Goodell, of course, uh, uh, be, you know, testifying and being asked questions, and of course, being asked about <laughs> Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Uh, because the Portnoy Goodell stuff goes back way back, uh, all the way back to the Brady Gate stuff and and Port. Portnoy and, and other barstool personalities protesting, uh, you know, the, the Brady uh, deflate gate stuff, and and then uh, barstool always, you know, Super Bowl time, they'd usually send a guy to media day to kind of, you know, be the levity in the room, ask dumb questions here and there, and and you know, there would always be guys that didn't like that. The NFL never seemed to really like it. And meanwhile, the players have a great time. They love answering like dumb questions sometimes, and then that turned into. You know, Dave Portnoy showing up to the Super Bowl uh, and getting uh, kicked out, and the be- it's one of the funniest videos you've ever seen. If you've never seen it, uh, the people full limb because <laughs> he's wearing a fake mustache and a hat, and it's clearly him. And they tell him to leave, and he's like, "I'm not getting up from my seat." And so you got like five security guards like uh, uh, dragging him up the stairs and like out of the stadium, and it's it's so funny. And then you know, so you had that feud going, and then you also had. Um, you know, uh, Barstool printed Goodell's face <laughs> with a clown nose on like a billion towels uh, that they all uh, at you know at uh, in Foxborough they all waved the towels and stuff like that when Goodell was there for the game. Uh, and you had the other thing was the fun, one of one of my favorites was so there was a charity auction where Goodell was auctioning. It was, it was something <laughs> for charity, and it was like the winner would get to sit down and watch a game with Roger Goodell. At his house. Something like that. At his house. At his house. And Dave Pornoy, of course, put in all of his money to win this auction. grand, I think it was. <laughs> to win the auction, and they refused. They they wouldn't. I mean, they. I think they probably took the money, or he told them to. He's like, it's charity. Like, take the money. But they had. But they they said no. They said no to. They turned him down to watch the game with Goodell, which was the whole point of the stupid auction. And then the the whole point is at the testimony, uh, they asked uh, Roger Goodell about Dave Portnoy, and Goodell said he had never heard of that person. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you've a hundred percent know who Dave Portnoy is. Like, so he's lying. He's lying. On the stand, you know, yeah. and uh, it was so funny. Well, he's like, oh, I don't know anything about that issue. And you're like, right. the dude interviewed Donald Trump in, at the White House. And you, right. you don't, yeah, you don't know who he is? He knows. Get, get out of here. I just think it was kind of funny because, like you said, the whole entire auction thing was hilarious because, you, you know, oh, if he denied it, then he obviously knows about it because he, he was the one who announced right. the entire auction thing yeah um yeah but the, i think the best part was the like you said the video of him at the super bowl you know with the glasses and the mustache and all that kind of stuff oh, but so great the, the best part about it is the is the comments because everyone's like this dude really went full limp and was like a dead body and they were just dragging him upstairs oh, yeah. literally dragging him and they had like you know like these big giant security guards are just dragging him oh it's such a funny but it wasn't video. like he was f- fighting back he was basically saying you're gonna carry my full body weight up these stairs, and then then at, after they dragged him, I think for a little while, they actually picked him up and said, oh, "All yeah. right, someone get his legs," because he, he's he's not picking his legs up for these stairs. And then I think like the next year, 
uh, PFT from Barstool like wore makeup to pretend to be like an old man or an old lady, and they like found out about it and they like kicked him out and like so the Barstool versus NFL like Super Bowl feud is notorious. Uh, so it's just funny. I mean, just as sports fans, it's just like the Goodell Portnoy stuff is some of the funniest things in the world. So the fact that that was brought into this Commanders like testimony stuff, yeah. it's like oh my god, it, what a weird world. Well, I, I think also if I'm not mistaken, I heard it on the radio. I'm not exactly sure if it's true or not. So so I'm not gonna say it's true uh as of right now but apparently they said something like dan snyder was like trying to float his yacht into international waters so he couldn't be subpoenaed or something like that <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised i mean that guy is a slimy sleazeball he's gonna try to get out of this i mean that's the thing if you're rich you can pay the highest you know money for lawyers in the world and they're gonna figure it out they're gonna figure out how to get you out of this situation i mean that's why rich people don't really get in trouble unless you do something really really bad that it's like prove it like even if it's proven you can get out of it a lot of the time you know you, you think riverboat ron is actually not defending him but he's more so kind of like setting the groundwork like somehow that last straw he might right. get kicked out so he's, i think he's, so. i mean yeah he's trying to say think... oh i'm defending my owner when if they're yeah. a new owner then because the new... like he has to yeah but, like, you got to think Rivera's just like, God, all I want to do is coach a football team. Yeah. Like, that's all I want to do. I just want to be given the resources and the power to coach a football team and try to uh, try to win a Super Bowl. And if you just got this, <laughs> that's the problem with D.C. football forever now has been there's been this circus. It's a circus. Every single season, there's the RG3 drama here, and there's now Alex Smith is talking crap here, and Dan Snyder's always up to something there, and the name change, and this. and that. It's like, when can we just have a normal season? You know, like, yeah. when can we just have a, hey, we're just going to watch – a football season and hopefully we'll do well and there's not going to be drama and we're just going to hopefully have a good team and like that's all we want as football fans is but there's always something going on arch manning 2026 that's all i'm saying yes shout out hook em horns arch hook em horns <laughs> hook em horns. <laughs> hook em horns uh let's talk a little basketball here the washington wizard of course the draft thursday night with the, with the draft these days, I mean, like, even with as much college basketball that I do watch and try to watch, it's like, by the time you, you get to the second round, it's like, you, you turn the draft off, because you're like, I'm not going to be able to, like, there's going to be a few guys you've heard of, and there's going to be a lot of guys you haven't. And so it's like, the first round is where, you know, you'll watch, you know, at least for me, that's usually where I stop, is after the first round, it's like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't need to really, I can read about this tomorrow. But it's like, the first 15 picks or so is like where your interest really lies, and with the Wizards uh, holding that 10th pick, you know, we, we had been talking about, all right, you know, when you pick at 10, it's a crapshoot. I mean, once you get outside the top five, it's, it's, it's a real, it's a crapshoot a lot of the time. And so we thought maybe the Wizards could, would move this pick or uh, do some trades or something. And, um, you know, we were interested. But at the end of the day, they draft Wisconsin guard Johnny Davis, 10th overall. And for once... You know the Wizards have are getting pretty good marks, Mike, from from the news outlets, the grades. I, I have some listed here. You know, SB Nation gave the pick an A minus. Sporting News a B plus. CBS A minus. Fox Sports A. The Ringer B minus. Um, you know, people seem pretty positive around it. We talked about it on this show. The Wizards need some guard help. This is a guard, six uh, five. Good defender, ball handler. He can rebound. Uh, he averaged 19.7 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, and 1.2 steals. Again, this is as a guard and was the uh, you know Big Ten uh, player of the year. 
so you know hard hard worker t- a tough nose type guy all they keep saying is like you know we we want guys with the dog in them and i'd say johnny davis has some of that dog in him uh and i was pretty pleased with the pick yeah no doubt about it i mean the, the biggest thing when it came to this draft is are we going to make a splash or not once they really decided they were not going to make it a splash Right. That that's when it came. You have to get somebody that's going to be a contributor. You can't go and try to shoot for the stars and get someone from Greece or or Lithuania or yeah. something that's like what that. I, that's what we're always worried about as wizards. That, <laughs> you, that that used to happen all the time. And and, and that's the biggest uh, deal here is I think the main thing that you have to look at is he struggled obviously in his freshman year, but then his sophomore year came right. out and just balled out, and all of a sudden after mm-hmm. one off season he became. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the biggest accolade is not an All-American, not the shooting guard of the year and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a Big Ten player of the year. The Big Ten is arguably the best conference in basketball uh, rivaling the ACC. And that's the biggest thing is you're looking at teams like Michigan, teams like uh, Michigan State, Rutgers, all these different teams that you know, made the tournament or, or had really great seasons or anything like that. Right. Uh, and, and that's the biggest thing is if you can go out there and actually win Big Ten Player of the Year after you see all these great teams go out there and have great players and whatnot, that's a big accolade in my opinion. I mean, Big Ten Player of the Year, ACC Player of the Year, those are two really, really big accolades that you can have um, because obviously the tough-nosed uh, uh, deal in basketball of the uh, Big Ten. But my biggest thing, I think, also when you're looking at just the player in general, is that he's kind of like an all-around utility tool player. Now, obviously, they said, oh, he's a hard worker, has a high floor, and stuff like that. The high floor, I'm kind of over. I'm, I'm kind of over people saying, oh, it's, uh, it's he's got a really high floor, but you know, it's the ceiling's kind of low. You know, it's like, all right, yeah. well, uh, we need somebody that the ceiling is 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 you know out of this world. Like, we need somebody like that because. That's the thing is you stay in mediocrity, you stay average, you stay in no man's land when you get guys like this. Now, I'm not saying Johnny Davis isn't going to make an impact. He will. But when you're getting Johnny Davis's, Corey Kispert's, you know, those type of players, um, you know, uh, uh, Rui Hachimura and stuff like that, when you're getting those type of players, your, your ball club improves, but it doesn't get transcended into the playoffs every single year. And that's my problem is, you know, you can't do too much with the 10th pick. We obviously told everybody, you know, on this show a few weeks back, you know, having the 10th pick isn't really going to help you because no one really wants the 10th pick. They want a single-digit pick because um, top nine, top six, top seven, all that kind of stuff is a lot better because you can move around a lot easier. Um, but just looking at uh, Johnny Davis as a whole, just this, this entire outlet of uh, this draft, I, I think it's a good pick. I think he's going to improve this team, but I also don't believe that this is going to shoot us forward to, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, like, a, like a top six seed. I don't think it's going to do that for right. us. But, you know, looking at it, it's just another piece, and maybe he has his game transcend. I mean, 19.7 points per game, shot over 40% from the field, over eight rebounds a game, uh, great defender, over, over a steal a game. So you're looking at it and saying, this guy can fit in in a role. Now he's going to be a starter right away. Maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? But at the same time, you're looking at it and saying, this guy can probably help our team and get us more depth to the point where, like you said, we need more guard positions. Uh, but the point guard position is, is, is our biggest need so far because um, you can't have Ish Smith you know, leading this team. So Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, you're right. And, and there's still a possibility that the Wizards will um, you know, try to go get 
like more of a pure point guard, like a Monte Morris or something like that. I mean, there's still uh, up for debate. But as far as a, a guard, uh, like you said, a guy who could maybe fit into a role, I think Johnny Davis could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not super exciting, but when you look at some of the names of guys that he beat out for Big Ten Player of the Year, I mean, Keegan Murray, yep. uh, you know, Jay Nivey. I mean, these are these are solid players that Hunter Dickinson with Michigan. I mean, he was able to beat out these guys uh, that some of these guys that were drafted higher than him, you know. Exactly. Um, so it, it's definitely interesting. I, I I think, like you said, it, it's it's a fine pick. I'm not upset about it. I'm not disappointed with it. Do I expect Johnny Davis to light the league on fire and win Rookie of the Year next season? Probably not. But can he give us ten points a game and maybe some, you know, some five rebounds or something? I mean, like, yeah, I, I think he can be a contributor. But you're right that what this team needs is more than that, and that gets us into the Bradley Beal conversation because uh, there was some news that came out over the weekend um, uh, from a few different sources, but uh, basically Bradley Beal is expected to opt out of his current deal um, and re-sign with the Wizards on a $248 million extension for five years, which would keep him here until age 33. So that's pretty big because, you know, and obviously these are just rumors, and, and we won't believe it till we see it, but that is the theory right now um, that, uh, you know, this would be a Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis team here, at least for next season and possibly the season after that, uh, if if KP decides to use his player option in 2023-2024. But that could be the makings of a pretty lethal, with everybody healthy and all that sort of stuff, with Kyle Kuzma in the mix as well. You know, suddenly, Mike, this looks like, uh, I mean, Johnny Davis didn't get this team over the hump, but I think Bradley Beal being back and healthy could. That's for sure. And the, and the biggest thing is I'm looking at uh, Bradley Beal and Terry McLaurin as kind of the same type of person. Pretty good locker room guys. I mean, Terry McLaurin has raving reviews in the locker room, everything like that. Uh, and Bradley Beal, I, don't, I haven't really heard too much of him in the locker room, but I don't think right. they call him a cancer. I'm sure he's like not that. a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, he's not a problem. Yeah, they're not saying stuff like that. Uh, but that's the biggest thing is I look at them the same way. They're both not superstars, but they're stars. Okay? Yeah. Superstars are the LeBrons, you know, the KDs, those type of guys. Uh, and usually with the superstars, for the most part, I would say 50% of them, you get problems in the locker room. Look at Kyrie Irving. Look at the James Harden. Those type right. of guys. The guys who are putting up numbers all the time, no one likes. Russell Westbrook. I mean, literally, you're looking at these type of guys, and people don't want them on their team because the dynamic just just plummets. And the problem is, is that you're looking at a guy like Bradley Beal, and he wants max money like a superstar, but he's a star. And that's the thing that we really don't look at when uh, the NBA has their – uh, their dealings with um, contracts and everything like that. Because once a guy breaks out, he's like, I want a max deal. I want a max deal. Someone's going to pay him the max deal. That's why they always want that max deal. And that's the thing you're looking at here with Bradley Beal. Because do we want a guy that is, a, if you want to call a higher ceiling and all that kind of stuff, a guy that's ceiling is right around a, a regular single family home? Uh, or <laughs> do you want a guy that has an attitude, that has a locker room thing, that has a mansion size ceiling? Um, that's the biggest thing is I, I, you look at it is this is what we have homegrown talent that we, 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 dra- we drafted when he was 19 years old, he comes in here and, and, and plays his butt off pretty much every single time he's out on the floor has played injured before everything like that. My biggest factor is you pay him max money. 
now you have to figure out a way, and I think Tommy Shepard can do it, and you have to figure out a way to put pieces around him to succeed. Because the problem is, is that you're looking at a guy like Terry McLaurin for the for the Commanders. My biggest thing with him, not a superstar, a very, very, I mean, he's on the fringe of superstar slash star because, I mean, we'll have to see when someone actually can throw him the ball, uh, what he can do. Um, but the biggest thing is you're looking at those two guys and you're going to pay them hefty money to stay on your team so you can have that star. But are they going to be the guy that can lead your team further, further, further and be contenders? Now, I think it's more of a piece where people are sitting there saying you could put some people around them and actually create a winning culture, you know, and have be or have them be contenders and whatnot. But my biggest thing is if you sign him for max money, what are you going to do after? Signing somebody for max money is easy. But what you're going to do after that and filling out the roster, that's the hardest part. And Tommy Shepard's on the clock now. Yeah, because the BL thing, and it seems like, uh, so the way the timeline is going to work this week is so uh, the Wednesday is the deadline for like for BL to exercise his player option or not. And then uh, he's likely to to not. And then Thursday at 6 is when the free agency negotiating period begins. So we'll know more later in the week. But that all signs seem to be that this is going to be the situation, that they're going to re-sign Beal. And the, but the bigger question, like you said, Mike, is, all right, re-sign Beal, you still need a point guard on this roster that can contribute. So some of the names being thrown out there, Tyus Jones – um, or uh, through free agency or guys through trades. You could look at Monta Morris, uh, Mike Conley, Malcolm Brogdon. These are all guys that are on the radar for D.C. So we'll see. I mean, you could even call the Magic and see if any of those young guns are available, like Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony. Probably not. Markel Fultz, I don't think we should touch. <laughs> um, Dillon Wright is a free agent. Uh, Eric Bledsoe. You know, so uh, the the the... I think you made a great point that it's easy for Tommy, and I know it's easy for us to say, but it's easy for Tommy to say, yeah, let's sign Beal to $248 million. Yep. The hard part and what makes you a good GM or not is how you fill the gaps beyond the max money guys. And right now, you know, Tommy has a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a while. Uh, and, well, they did under a, a Russell Westbrook, I guess. Um, but now we got to see Kenny go get as a point guard uh, to tandem with Bradley Beal and to let Johnny Davis grow behind and all this sort of stuff. So a lot to look out for. Uh, but we'll know later this week, and we'll be talking about the next episode <laughs> for sure. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun and get into um, a little segment, Mike, that I like to call Stan or Ban. And this, uh, this is going to be – let me get the music queued up here – so Stan or Ban, and this comes to us from the noteworthy publication BuzzFeed. They put together 25, and we're not going to do all 25, donut and cupcake flavors that really exist. And I want us to decide <laughs> if we Stan or Ban the cupcake or donut flavor. Uh, basically, do we like it or not like it? That's that's the game. And we're the experts, so we're going to play. Um so we are going to start with a little creation that comes to us from NadiaCakes.com, and this is the Dorito Cupcake. And let me give you the explanation here, Mike. It is a Mountain Dew-flavored cake 
topped with Mountain Dew frosting rimmed in Dorito crumbs. It's the Dorito Cupcake. Do we stan or do we ban the Dorito? I'm just going to say that I haven't seen this list. Ben has seen some of them, but I have not seen any of them, so I'm trying to go blind here. And I'm going to say, punt that donut to the moon. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm i not a big, huge Mountain Dew guy in general. Neither am I. But it's no. like, I mean, I don't want a Mountain Dew flavored. And I hate when people do the Mountain Dew flavored, like, pies. Like that. It's so gross. Like, yeah, why would you there's do that big- that? There is that pie or cake or something that's like that's like a bit. That, I've seen that. I've seen that where it's a Mountain Dew flavor, I, and then the Dorito crumbs. It's like it's not gonna work. It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work. I thought uh, I thought it had Doritos and like a you know a Krispy Kreme, and I was like, okay, maybe I can try that. But a, a, a Mountain Dew, a Mountain Dew is like talk about lemon lime sodas. Mountain Dew, I think, is like like C. Like Sprite's always yeah. the number one, and then you got Sprite's number you one. You got like Surge. Seven and Ups stuff like in that. the mix. Seven Up is always in the mix. Sur- Sur- Surge is one of my favorites, but that's a that's, Surge. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nostalgic. Surge Baca. <laughs> um, so we also have no. This comes to us from Tom and Chi Eatery. They have grilled cheese donuts. So you've got two donuts with uh, you know sliced cheese in the middle, grilled. It's a grilled glazed donut with cheddar cheese in the middle. It's a grilled cheese donut. Do we stand or ban this? I'm all for it. You know, load me up Sounds with some. Pretty good. Load me up some <laughs> cheese and grilled. That's the thing, though. Cheese. I have. I've never really. I'm trying to think of like cheese and donut, though. Like, have you ever had that combination at the same time? You know, like because like, I guess the only time you could possibly have those tastes together is like if you like cheese with your eggs. And then you have a donut also, then maybe you've had some some kind of cheese. And do- Otherwise, it's like cheese is not a, a big breakfast. Well, I guess bacon, egg, and cheese. I mean, I guess <laughs> cheese is a breakfast staple. But I don't know. Donuts and cheese intrigues me. But it, it, what kind of donut is it, though? Because that's the biggest thing. Because when you if it, Just a glaze, just okay. a grilled glazed donut. Okay, yeah, I, was so s- I think it's like plain glazed donut. I was going to say, if it's not glazed, then it's just, just like a bagel. <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, so... I guess I mean I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm intrigued. intrigued. I can't fully stand this, but I, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna fully stand um, it. <laughs> we've got uh, Voodoo Donuts, famous uh, donut shop. Bad omen. Has Oh Captain, my Captain Donut, which is a donut with vanilla frosting and Captain Crunch. Oh, uh, I thought I was gonna say Captain donut. Morgan. Um, no, no, but that that sounds pretty <laughs> good. Do you like the idea of taking your breakfast cereal? Because there's another place that does uh, Fruit Loops on the donuts. Do you like? The Captain Crunch, Fruit Loops, kind of the cereal on the donut. I'm not and it <laughs> looks like raised ring with vanilla frosting and Captain Crunch. Okay. I'm not a huge Fruit Loops kind of guy, but I do like Captain Crunch a lot more. And I, I would definitely try it. I would definitely try it. And I think I would like it. Yeah, I mean, I'd, so I did, I, I did not eat that many interesting cereals growing up. So a few years ago during the pandemic... I went ahead and I was trying like every cereal I never had as a kid. Oh man! So like you know, trying Fruit Loops for the first time, trying you know Cinnamon Toast Crunch for the first time. First, all that wait, what? Stuff. First time oh, because we I had Cheerios growing up. That was my cereal. Still is to this day. Cheerios, I was just a straight up Cheerios guy. Jeez, uh, pour hey, milk on the, milk up, pour milk on the carpet. Dan Snyder, good for your heart. <laughs> good for your heart. Uh, what are you? What are you? Eighty? And, <laughs> and Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops ended up coming out pretty high for me. It was one of my favorites. I didn't. I, I don't have my official rankings right oh, now. Oh, I do. But uh, <laughs> I liked it. I don't know if I'd like it. But I guess with the vanilla frosting on the donut, that would almost act almost kind of like a milk type flavor. And then it's 
I think, uh, yeah, this sounds... I'm not going to throw it out the window completely. <laughs> um, here's here's one that we may have to ban. Strawberry Earl Grey Tea Donuts. First of all, I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a tea guy. No, I'm not a big tea guy. Unless it's tea ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> unless it's uh, Tostitos. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise... I don't know. Strawberry Earl Grey tea. Fresh strawberries in an orange zest and uh, semolina base finished with a bergamot glaze. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, we got a band. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out already. Also, I'm not a big like strawberry, blueberry guy with like my donut. Doesn't like his berries. If I'm getting a donut, you know, like I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be healthy with it. <laughs> you know, if I'm getting a donut, it's for the fried bread. You only do like that for cereal, icing. though. You only do that for cereal. Right, right. Hey, good for your heart. Um, <laughs> I want to know some more nutrition facts of, of Cheerios. This is a place called Donuttery, and they sell a donut with maple, purple potatoes, and bacon on it. What's a purple potato? Oh, like a potato that's purple? Yeah, it's called the Purple Pig. It's a maple, purple potatoes, and bake. So basically, like, potato on the donut. I can't find a picture of it. I just see it on their menu. Uh, it's called the Purple Pig. That's, I mean, I don't understand. Like, why would you put potatoes on a donut? I'm, I'm out. I don't, want, I don't want a side dish on top of my donut. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is just, I guess it's like little, like, okay, so they're like little small specs but still still i don't yeah i don't love specs we're banning this yeah it's like it's like sprinkled on it's like a little bit of like potato shavings and then like (laughs) what uh, that bacon shavings and like yeah i mean it just seems ridiculous um dark chocolate bacon cupcakes standard ban i mean i mean it's it's Seems seems simple. I mean, it seems like it's not like a new thing. Oh, this is cupcakes, not donuts for this one. Yeah, dark chocolate bacon cupcakes. Sure. Yeah. Even though like mil- the milk chocolate scrim- greater than dark chocolate. Hundred percent. Dark chocolate's for losers. Yeah, it's for losers. It's serial um, killers. Here, this one's right up your alley, Mike. I know you're trying to lose weight here. We got the quinoa cupcakes. <laughs> I don't even know what a quinoa is. Is that like the, the beans? It's <laughs> 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 not beans. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> What, no, what is a, it? It's I, like a, it's like the, it's like a seed. Like a little, it's like a seed. <laughs> like little balls of like the yeah. little tan balls. They don't really taste like anything. I've had quinoa <laughs> before. It's like they really don't. They're not. Well, first of all, it's not like they taste very good. But I did. I used to eat them when I was trying to be healthy, and it was just like, I, this is this just is nothing. <laughs> it tastes like nothing. <laughs> so you could have some quinoa cupcakes. Uh, I, I, I don't even think I'd, I. Don't, I'm not a big cupcake guy in the first place. So if you put something gross on there, I don't really want that either. We got cotton candy margarita cupcake. Cotton candy margarita. Anything that has five words in their title, right. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's too many things. Like a cotton candy cupcake sounds pretty good. Margarita cupcake, I don't know. And then you like combine those two. That's it's a lot of sugar. <laughs> well, yeah, that's for that's, sure. a, that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of stuff in there. Like I said, anything that has more than like five words, something like that, I'm all out. This comes to us from Strange Donuts in St. Louis. They have a pizza donut. Ooh. A pizza donut. Uh, I'm trying to see, like, a description. It just says, yeah, pizza donut. Okay, it's like, all right, well, tell me tell me what that is. So I wonder I, I wonder if it's, like, a regular – I don't know what they call the regular donuts. It's, like, just, just like a – you know, the mix. And then they probably put, like, 
like mozzarella in there and then uh maybe pepperoni on top i would be down for that because like the bread is basically just like soft crust yeah it looks like i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to find like a picture or anything but i don't i don't really see much but apparently they got into some hot water about something else so <laughs> uh <laughs> stick to donuts uh, stay away from politics um here's one that we may have to ban sweet potato avocado banana cake cupcake what sweet <laughs> potato avocado banana cake cupcake <laughs> no <laughs> yeah that's i mean you had like seven <laughs> big things in that thing it's like i mean now you're now you're you know throwing uh s at a wall and seeing if it sticks like I don't understand. I don't understand what your point is. Like you're trying to add seven different ingredients to this thing. It's like it's a cupcake. I didn't. Yeah, I don't even think those ingredients really like go together well. Like that's. Uh, I don't know. We got a couple more here. Everything. So, are you an everything bagel guy at all? You know what? I've only had like everything seasoning or whatever the hell you want to call it on right, uh, right. on a few different things, and it's all right. I mean, it's not like I, I don't go yearn for it like avocado toast that people do. They have an everything bagel donuts. Does that interest you at all? It's probably just a donut with like all the everything bagel like seasoning on it, I guess. I'll try it. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm, we'll try I'm it. on the fence. And finally, foie gras donuts. What was that again? Foie gras donut. You uh, I, don't even know, I don't even know what the hell that is. I've heard of it. Never heard never knew what it is. Here's what you do, Mike. You put the foie hold on, let me get some uh Get some music here. Let me get some calming. <laughs> problem is my problem is my uh, iPad is on very low battery, so like every time I press a button, it's like, no, we're not gonna work. Uh, here's some calming music. Mike, here's the uh, recipe here for foie gras donuts. Listening. First, put the foie in a skillet over very low heat. Once some of the fat has rendered, about three minutes, add the grapes and the shallots. Cook until the shallots soften and foie begins to melt and darken, about five minutes. Add the coin trow, which is uh, orange liqueur, and cook for one minute more. Then you pour the hot mixture into a blender with salt. Then with the blender running on the lowest speed, very slowly, pour in the cream and increase the speed to high until combined. Transfer to chill in the fridge, uncovered until cool. Scrape the mousse into a plastic bag or pastry bag. Seal the bag and allow to chill in the refrigerator for an hour. Then you place the jelly, grape jelly, into a pastry bag. Create a tunnel in the donuts by sticking a knife or chopstick in the side of them. If your donuts are hot... Okay, this is just too many directions. Uh, then you just basically you pipe in the jelly inside the donut. And then you put the mousse on the top of the donut. And again, this is foie, foie gras. Which, in case you were wondering what that was, it is made of the liver of a duck or goose. <laughs> so, I, my guess is you're not <laughs> into that. I was going to ask you. I don't even know what you're saying for the most part because I'm i still trying to figure out what, what the hell froid was. Yeah. Well, now you know. It's a liver liver of the goose. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds up our alley. That sounds <laughs> yeah, like I'm, something. I'm in. <laughs> give me some. Yeah. Give me some gras. What's a gras yeah. part? I'm a big liver guy. What's a gras? Like they, they, and they spell it like I grass. It's f. It's like f o i e, and then like g r a s. I think it's a French word. 
The French. Nah. Fran- the French, man. The French. You can never trust them. Foie gras donut. <laughs> um, we will now. I I forget the order that we do this, but I believe it's time for your uh, seltzer review. I believe that's sure. <laughs> sure, it's the off season, man. It is time for the Sultan of Seltzers to make his appearance. Hear ye, hear ye. The Sultan has arrived. His hat keeps getting bigger and bigger every every week. Yeah, it's the hat that's getting bigger. Yep. <laughs> Not the man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sultan of Seltzer is here. He is the ultimate seltzer judge. He he has rated mul- a multitude of seltzers over the years. <laughs> as uh, most recently, highest rating was a truly classic lime margarita style. 8.2 out of 10. Today, we'll see what is in store for the folks as I turn things over to the Sultan himself. All righty. So the Sultan of Seltzer review for today. Once again, uh, we haven't been doing a uh, review in a p- couple weeks. Obviously, two weeks ago, it was uh, the highest review, and everyone hated it, apparently, on TikTok. Yep. So definitely yep. go Absolutely check. <laughs> no one watched it. Just garbage. Everyone else watched the Smirnoff one, which is one of the lowest ones. All right, here we Probably go. Probably the hat. They saw this and like, oh, we're going to steer away from this, except for that yeah. one uh, donut place that got in some hot water. All right. Yeah, true. So the Sultan of Seltzer review for the week. Obviously, we start on appeal. Then we go with taste. Then we give an overall rating out of 10. The okay, first so one is see. the Wild Basin Black Raspberry. So the appeal... It's actually pretty nice. Now, the entire case has different colorings for every sure. single type, uh, which is the typical stuff. But this one is pretty cool. It's a really cool, like, wild, oh, that's awesome. wildlife. Okay. It's like a, you know, you, it's, it's like Yellowstone, uh, but at night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yellowstone at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yellowstone at night. It's like you could, I can see Kevin Costner, like, just sitting right there behind a tree saying, this is, and this is my land. Um, I like the purple. Yeah. I like the purple on it. It's very cool. Uh, obviously, uh, it's gluten. Purple and black, Ravens colors. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, some other teams, too. Uh, one gram of carb, one calorie, gluten-free, vegan for all the weirdos out there. Uh, that's probably why I don't get any views. Um, and then, <laughs> offended the vegans. Uh, and, uh, yeah, everything else is just zeros across the board, so it's pretty nice. Um, right. I have not tried this one yet, so let's let's give it a little taste. He's going to give the taste of the Wild Basin Black Raspberry Hard Seltzer here. He has taken his first sip, going in for sip number two. That's where the flavor really kicks in. Everybody can take one sip of a drink. The second sip, you have the aftertaste of the first sip, and then mixed in with the taste of the second sip, and it all adds up. It's like it's like watching a movie in the theaters, and then all of a sudden saying, I want to watch it again like at home because I know I miss things. Um, so the second sip exactly. is in this one. The second sip was was great. Um, the first sip it was more of like a okay, it's a regular seltzer, introductory sip yeah. for the first time. It's like yeah. the it's like the the prologue. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going in for sip number three again. Don't question the Sultan's methods. <laughs> I got a lot of different methods. He knows uh, what he's doing. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, the taste is pretty damn good. I'm not gonna lie. The taste is really you good. Taste the black raspberry. Does yes. that come in? Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's weird because it's more so after the fact the black, black raspberry comes into play. Um, at the beginning, it's kind of it just tastes kind of like water, and then it comes into play after. Like it's like when it hits the back of your tongue. What's the alcohol percentage on this one? Uh, I believe it's a. Sorry, the can's so dark I can't see it. That's <laughs> yeah, tough to read. Five, just a typical five. 
Solid five. Okay. Solid five. Did you did you when you took those couple sips? Did you did the alcohol hit you at all? Like yes, uh, it did. You, okay. You can all definitely right. taste a little enough. bit of, a little bit of the alcohol. Uh, and like I said, I'm not a huge, uh, you know, I've said it over the last few weeks. I'm not a huge, like, oh, I, I look at a seltzer and I want the 4.5. Like, I don't want right. to drink a natty light. Like, I'm not trying to drink that. I want a nice seltzer that's going to get a little bit more punch and also look really nice like this can does. Okay. Yeah, that looks pretty solid. So, got my overall review. Uh, so, let's hit that drum roll now, sir. Yes, let's get to the, let's get the drum roll here. The Wild Basin and... Black Raspberry. Overall score of 8.4. Wow. 8.4. Wow. It's a great uh, seltzer. Um, you know, it's a great can. It, it's, it's really inviting. You know, it reminds me of a great show like Yellowstone, like I said, at night uh, when Rip is just hitting people with a cattle prod or iron or whatever the hell that thing sure. is. The, um, sure. Never seen it. So, <laughs> so, uh, but, man, it's, I believe you, it's, a, it's, I mean, 100 calories, one carb, great. Gluten free for all the gluten free people out there. Oh yeah, and five percent you can't you can't have anything better. I mean eight four. It's the highest score he has given on this program. Wild Basin Black Raspberry. It is now in first place. Below it, Truly Classic Lime Margarita Style, which is in second place. In third place, it is uh, Three Birds Hard Seltzer Mango Lemonade seven six. Uh, in fourth place, Smirnoff Pink Lemonade, 7-4. And in last place, as of right now, truly Kiwi Mojito-style poolside pack, 6.9. That is the Sultan. Go out and get your Wild Basin Black Raspberry. It's July 4th weekend, people. you got to load up with some seltzers. Why not some Wild Basin? No, not a sponsor of the show, but we're giving them some good promotion here, so they should probably pay us. Next week will be a limited edition cocktail hour Bud Light Seltzer. I like to hear that. Come on back for next week <laughs> for July 4th. Heading up the final lap here, 90 seconds of some quick analysis on some big stories in sports. Here we go. Starting with the Colorado Avalanche. Keep the hat on, by the way. Yeah, I am. Uh, they win their <laughs> first cup since 2001. They beat the Lightning 4-2 last night. The Avs, I mean, everyone was just saying, you know, even coaches uh, were saying that the Avs were just a, a monster that couldn't be tamed. And obviously, they took down the two-time defending state, or not state champs, two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. Kind of a wild brawl the other day in baseball. You had Mariners Angels just go bananas. Eight players ejected. You got to see a great video of Anthony Rendon shoving a guy in the face. Uh, guys throwing sunflower seeds onto the field. Wild scene there in uh, in Anaheim or I guess L.A. I I'm still shocked that Anthony Rendon's still on the field. Uh, he hasn't been playing well, a lot. He, he had a cast on. <laughs> Because he's done for the season, but he he contributed that game. Ole Miss win their first ever College World Series title. Good for them, Mike. Good for them. They beat Oklahoma. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Ole Miss. Matthew Wolf, the latest to leave the PGA Tour for Live Golf. Are we going to miss him on the tour, Mike? Matthew Wolf? I'm going to miss him missing cuts. That's what I'm going to really miss. Yeah, as I say, he's <laughs> one of your favorites. Uh, and last but not least. Uh, Pedro, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, and Gary Sheffield, and Keith Folk, all of their sons are playing on the same summer travel team. Just imagine, like, your, like, four-foot-two, skinny, little, like, 11-year-old showing up to the field, and there's just all these just monsters on the field yep. to, to play on that day, and you're, you lose 25-1, to one, and... You know, he's crying on the way home. It's like, all right. Yeah, we lost to, like, five major league kids' sons today. <laughs> I mean, 
could you have any more of an overshadow of Keith Folk? I mean, you got four ba- basically <laughs> uh, great yeah. players and like and Keith Folk. <laughs> yeah, like, I had to throw his name in there. <laughs> hey, he did he did win that World Series with the Red Sox. Um, oh boy, you should see him now. He's got a big old face. Um, <laughs> just googled him. Big old face. Yeah, somebody's been eating some of those donuts we talked about earlier. <laughs> they got uh, Let's hit up the money line. Uh, Again, this round, we're almost done, I believe. I believe this is the last picks, I guess. If you're looking at our previous rounds, we went up through about, uh, looks like, 45 games worth of picks. Um, And so that's what we're going to be at here. So looks like you're going to win another round, but... We are ready to turn the page on this one because this one was pretty bad. Uh, I guess we could end up tying if I get two right and you get two wrong. Is this our so last we'll week? I thought, I mean, we have, we've only done about. But you look at the other rounds and we were like 25 and 20, 21 and 24. Oh, 45. We're at 13 and 21 right now and 11 and 23. Yeah. I mean, so we're there. We're th- well, I'm at 34 picks and so are you. And then the last week was 45. Yeah, I know. That's why we're, this, this week will be, uh, this week we, we'll, this will be the final week. You just want to change change it up. No, I mean look at the look at the numbers. But look at yeah, it's 20, 25 and twenty was my last last time, and it was yeah. that was that's forty five games. Oh 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 oh, you're right. I read this completely wrong. <laughs> Never mind. We have quite a while to go. Uh, here's the picks. I, I yeah, I I added them up incorrectly. Hey, it's our mind. show. We can sit there and say screw. No it. no we'll, no. We'll we still rotate. have like ten more. We still have like ten more weeks to go. Of these picks. Um. All right, picks of the week here. I'm going. <laughs> I'm just going to the UFC because why not? Uh, Dustin Poirier. Uh, he's the he's the favorite over Nate Diaz on on Saturday. So I'm just going to take him on the money line. I mean, uh, I really have no other games to bet on. So I'm like, all right. Yep. And then I'm going WNBA tonight. LA Sparks. Eight-point dogs against the Las Vegas Aces. Don't really have a lot of inside info for you, but eight points is pretty big spread. So I'm like, all right, I'm taking the Sparks as dogs. Who, who, woof, woof. who, <laughs> who cares? Uh, yeah. Honestly, like I said, it's the offseason, so our picks are pretty pathetic right now because yeah. we're, we're just stretching now. Um, so my Get into NF- NFL season. That's when Mike and I really shine. I will yeah. say, like, NFL is definitely my favorite sport to bet on. Right. I'm college football very close behind it, I will say, because I love I mean, you and I, we were looking at some incredible spreads last year in college football. Remember, the 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 best spread ever was that like sixty point or seventy yeah. point spread that they didn't cover. One of the greatest one of the one of the greatest uh games to ever be played, apparently. I was in I was in Pittsburgh for a wedding and I was literally <laughs> watching the game. It was New Mexico State. New Mexico State and Alabama, fifty two point sp- spread. Oh, uh, it was so Alabama great. was up Fifty to nothing at halftime. I was like, yeah. "Wow, all right." They didn't come. Yeah, it was embarrassing. So my lock of the week uh, is the Pirates money line over the Nats on Tuesday. Sure. Five of the seven game twos in the series is that the Nats oh, have played. That little nugget in the month okay. of June, they've lost. <laughs> so right. I'm just throwing a dart at the wall and hopefully, uh, you know, it hits the bullseye. Who knows? Uh, my dog Denny McCarthy, local pro here uh, in the DMV, to finish top ten at. Plus two seventy five for the John Deere Classic uh, this week. He's from Maryland, uh, but two of his Solid. two of his last three tournaments, uh, including the U.S. Open, tied for fifth and tied for seventh in the two of the last three. So he's on fire. So hopefully uh, he can finish top ten. Plus two seventy five for that the John Deere Classic. Got to root for a DMV product, that's for sure. Yeah, I was looking at games to bet, and it's like, all right, you can bet on baseball. You could bet on WNBA. 
Wimbledon, but it's like it, 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 you don't you, yeah, Wimbledon. You don't know who's yeah. going to play. That's the thing, though. It's like they have I don't to, know anybody's names in Wimbledon these days. Like it's like I don't know. I mean, not that I knew them back then either. It's like yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like three of the bigger players, and everyone else, you're like, all right, yeah, I'm not. I just look at the lines, and I'm like, all right, I guess that's a favorite, so I'm going to go with the favorite because, uh, yeah. But so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes uh, this week, and we still have plenty more weeks to oh, go. We will see. <laughs> we will see yeah. how how bad we lose again. Yeah, well, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover for the main show account and at Cerrone16. And again, the TikTok DC Crossover podcast is the place to go for that. Um, and then as far as we also uh, remind you, check out Bird's Eye View with Erica McCall. Season 2 has been airing six episodes so far of the eight. Um, so two episodes left of this season. And then that season, and then that show will be done for for a bit, unless she ends up doing more episodes. We'll see. But for now, uh, check out some great ones. Some great ones. There's some great uh, uh, stories on the last episode, and it's been a, it's been a real solid season. She's doing a great job. So check out Birds Eye View. And next week we'll be back with another off season episode. Uh, we'll. We'll keep you updated on Twitter as far as like when we're going to drop that because that is July 4th on Monday, so we'll have to kind of figure that out. Right. But regardless, it's not like there's a lot of games going on <laughs> contingent on this. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe be doing – so I believe we did a July 4th draft last year. So we're going to have to find another maybe like an America draft, like the best things about America. I mean, I don't know. There could be uh, – without getting Not getting like weird or like political. It's like best things in America, Republican. <laughs> we're not going to like be weird. <laughs> But, like, maybe if we get into, like, I don't want to give away picks here, but maybe, like, American staples, you know, like, uh, I mean, people say, like, you know, apple pie or whatever, but, like, you know, baseball. You know, there's, like, there's you can say, like, the best things about, and we'll go back to the French, the, the fog, fog, wah, okay? You could say, like, right, you could say right. the best things about the, the, the French are the, uh, is the Eiffel Tower, like, stuff like that. Right, yeah, that's exactly, so we could, like, you know. Special like mo- like places in in the country or I don't know th- I think I whatever think you want draft whatever you next. want that's true it's our draft so America draft <laughs> that is next week let's say uh, we're just deciding that right now uh, <laughs> besides so look forward to that besides that everybody have a great July Fourth weekend uh, 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 you know obviously be safe and all that stuff but just have a great time uh, drink your Trulys drink uh, wild, your basin. Wild, wild, wild basin just wild basin just get wild get wild on Fourth get July. wild with wild basin uh, and have a lot of fun. Because that's what it's all about, and that's that's what America's about. So we will see you next week. This is another episode of the DC Cross.